Hi everybody, this is Andrew from Therefore I Geek. Don't be alarmed, you are in fact listening to the Therefore I Geek podcast. It just happens that the first several episodes we recorded went by the name Random Thought Generator. We changed the name starting with episode 9, but decided not to go back and try changing everything about the old episodes. So, without further ado, enjoy this episode of Therefore I Geek. You are listening to Random Thought Generator, episode number seven, brought to you by Therefore I Geek. I'm Andrew. And I'm Tracy. And you are listening to Random Thought Generator. Today, we are coming to you from our first uh, remote podcast, completely remote, from Phoenix, Arizona, my hometown. Uh, We are just finishing up uh, Phoenix Comic Con. Um, And uh, like every good child learns in kindergarten, uh, you learn to share, and I have shared my cold with Tracy. Yes. So Uh, I sound, actually, Andrew sounds better than I do because he's further along. I'm still pretty. But uh, needless to say, we're all we're both a little, um, little, little rough on the, on the weather there. So this is uh, this is Tracy's first trip to Phoenix and first trip to Phoenix Comic Con. I went about three years ago. It was 2011. I went, um, and the show has has increased in size fairly dramatically over the last couple of years, uh, which is a good thing. It was it was it was. A nice little show before, but it was it was a little podunk, um, a lot of big names, but not a whole lot going on. In, in large part, that used to be because um, before San Diego blew up so much, Phoenix is only a six-hour drive from San Diego, so people didn't really want to try and put on a, a local convention when they're like, well, I can just go to San Diego. Obviously, you know, San Diego being the mother of all uh, conventions you know, that would be preferable. But since San Diego's blown up so much and it sells out in, you know, 90 minutes, they really, I think, made, it, made a much stronger effort to have a local convention going. So, Tracy, what did you think of the uh, the show? I was actually very impressed. We went to Awesome Con back in April, and I figured this would be about the same size. So um, my very first convention, as um, we've talked about on the blog, was last October in New York and it was incredibly overwhelming. Andrew had warned me a couple of times, look, this is going to be a really crazy convention. There's going to be a lot of people. Um, you know, just take your time, go slowly. Don't try to see everything all at one time. Well, it's really hard to follow that advice when you're, first of all, like me and you're ADD and everything shiny catches your attention. And second of all, there were just so many people and I was so focused on, my phone had broken the week before. So I didn't have a phone and I knew if I, if I got lost that, um, that I wouldn't be able to find Andrew ever again, like ever. Um, so I was so focused on trying to follow him around and we would get stuck and, and get separated and I would panic and then I'd see him again. Um, so that was huge and it was very overwhelming. It was amazing, but it was very overwhelming. And then we saw Mars con, which was a teeny tiny little baby con in Williamsburg. And that was, that was fun, but very, very, very small. And then awesome con has been my third con. Third con? Third. Yeah, that was the third one for me. You went to other ones. Yeah, this, um, is, this is my sixth sixth convention this year, so I'm averaging about one a month. Yeah. 
but I, yeah, so you went to some of them on your own. And um, so AwesomeCon is what I kind of figured for Phoenix, which is fun. You know, there was a lot of really big names, um, so a couple of cool things to do and lots to see or whatever. Then I come out to Phoenix and I, I realize that I'm fairly inexperienced here, but I felt like there was almost as much to see here as there was at New York Comic Con, but there were just a little fewer people and the aisles were wider. So as far as the floor went, as far as looking at the different booths and Artist Alley, I felt like there was almost as much as at New York, and I was I was completely blown away. I yeah, thoroughly enjoyed myself. There was uh, there was definitely there's definitely less than New York because it's a square footage. I mean, oh, but true, true, <clears throat> yeah. Well, but they but they filled the hall very well this year. Um, the first year I went, it was about a fifth of the first fifth of the hall was the registration area, which is now in a completely separate building. Then the the last quarter, let's say, of the of the hall was where all of the celebrity autographs were and everything else. There was kind of a a a, a gap in the middle there, and then probably about a little over half of the 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 floor space was was the actual convention floor. So, I mean, they, they covered the entire entire floor this year, which yeah, was, was really nice. Yeah, it was a nice. big L-shaped floor. Um, they had so many cool mm. things. The lightsabers were really cool. They had very, very um, high quality. Uh, I mean, it looked real. The, the lightsabers were very shiny, of course. I like yeah. the shiny, but... Um, I can't remember the company who makes them, but they're very... They're, they're, I've seen those, prop, those props before. They're very nice. And then they just had all kinds of... I mean, everything from... Um, metalwork statues to, um, I mean, obviously Artist Alley is kind of a separate area, but they had all kinds of art, um, T-shirts of every size, color, design imaginable. Um, I don't know, just so much stuff. Yeah, now in general, I would say there was there were less of the, there there were probably um, percentage-wise an equivalent number of the high-end comic dealers, um, like the Harvey Yees and that kind of thing. However, there were much, much fewer of the lower end ones. You know, usually you get to a convention, there's a lot of guys selling, you know, trade paperbacks at half price and uh, dollar bins or two dollar bins or whatever, and there was very, very little of that. I noticed that too. I only saw, I think, two booths that actually had dollar bins at all or bargain bins. Yeah, and I want to say by comparison, there were a lot more um, toy and figure dealers. Which, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's something a little bit different. Um, the other th big thing that I really liked about Phoenix that I haven't seen at other conventions was um, that back corner where they had the full Lego town. And I'm sure that you've seen it at conventions. I have not. Um, it, there was a, a huge Lego town with all kinds of random stuff. They had the full Battle of Hoth that you really liked. Yep. Um, they had some large brown coat figures, Kaylee, well, Kaylee in, as a mosaic. And then they had Mal... Or Captain Hammer, actually, not Mal. I'm sorry. Yeah, Captain Hammer. As um, a, I, and they they were about a foot and a half tall or so, maybe a foot, um, no, totally made out of Legos. Probably almost two feet. Oh, really? Yeah, they were they were quite large, and that they were cute. And then but, you kind of walked around, and you realized it was a full setup of a whole town. Um, there was a, um, a a whole bunch of skyscrapers. There was a little train set, totally made out of Legos, and um, little ran. I love their little random things, like the bear that was riding the train. And then there was a, a cornfield, and then they had a guy standing at the edge of the cornfield holding up another mini fig's head. So that was kind of a funny reference. Yeah. Um, but that was really cool. And then they had a full Renaissance. I don't know, was that a court? Uh, it looked like they were jousting yeah, for a I'd, while. Yeah, I'd, I'd call that a court. I think what was, what was most amusing about them is we were, we were a, little, a little ways back from them, 
um, you know, and every so often when they were doing some kind of demonstration or something, they would they would yell out to the crowd and and get their attention. And the one time the guy uh, started off his, his his crying by saying, "Billy Mays here," <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, that's that's sad." Um. Yeah, the other thing that was kind of in the back corner was a full setup of the cantina from Star Wars, uh, which was super cool. Yeah, that was that was interesting. And I mean, you could take photos there. They had some stormtroopers there um, <laughs> posing with people for a little while. Um, and then they had uh, full plastic, I mean, full-size plastic figures, um, like almost like a waxwork, but it wasn't. Right. Um, that you could pose with, and, and it was it was really cool. We got yeah, a couple the, pictures um, from that. The, the 501st... Um, the local 501st is, is a pretty pretty active, pretty involved group. Mm-hmm. Uh, 501st and, and um, Rebel Legion. And then they, they over there was also the R2-D2 builders. Well, there were actually two sets. There was also another... I don't, um, I don't think he was an R2-D2 builder. I think he just had one. There was another uh, guy who was way on the other side of the convention. Right, yeah. His well, were not I'm, as good. The ones at the builders were fantastic. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, one of, the, one of the more interesting things about Phoenix is... At least for the, for us was the fact that we we didn't go to a single panel. Yeah, that was kind of weird. We that wasn't to say that there were not interesting panels at the comic con. It was just that they were also happening at times we had to do other things. Well, <clears throat> there was also the fact that the schedule released ahead of time on the on the on the website mm-hmm. is not very well put together. No. So, in order to look at the schedule and see if there's anything you want you wanted to go to, you really had to dig through. Quite literally every event that was that was happening, and that was really just not something I was tr- I was looking f- looking forward to doing. So we didn't even look at the the panel schedule until sometime on Friday. Yeah, um, and, and typically they, we know ahead of time what we want. Yeah, and then there was a couple of panels we were looking at going to um, on Saturday, and just because of timing it didn't work out. But um, I've been to I've been to conventions where I haven't gone to panels. The last time I went to Phoenix, there were. The panels were very bad, actually. And last time I went to Baltimore, um, I didn't get any panels. So, again, it's nice to see that the the convention has also improved the the quality of the panels that they're putting on. Yeah, they were... Uh, We just just didn't work out timing-wise. Yeah, that was a little disappointing for a couple of them, but but still, they had quite a few that I had circled in the program once we actually did get to sit down. And, of course, by the time we looked at it on Friday, some of them had already happened. So we didn't get to go to those either. So yeah, so we th- Friday really we spent the whole day kind of wandering around and which is typical. That's usually the first day of con. We spend the day looking around and seeing what's available and what's what's around. And um, it was it was a pretty good day. I I was exhausted. They had a lot of great give- book giveaways this time. Yeah, there were um, two two publishers, Tor and Del Rey, mm-hmm. and they gave were giving out uh, all kinds of free books con- and a kind of a consistently rotating stock. Uh, and that was that was nice. We, I, we probably each got close to a dozen books. Oh, easily, yeah. So, Tracy, what was the highlight of the convention for you? Because I know you've, had, you, you've got a couple here. Oh, wow. Um, let's see. So, Friday... Okay, th- there were a couple different ones. Um, Friday, I was really excited uh, to discover... Um, I believe it's called Mouse Guard. Yes, Mouse Guard. Which Andrew's been talking to me about for a while, and I've always meant to read... So um, one of the big things that I, I saw a dealer that was selling them, and I got uh, one of the standalone books, and 
I also got to meet the author, David Peterson, and had it made out to my nephew. And he drew a little mouse in the front when he was uh, signing it and personalizing it. It was really cute. Um, really enjoyed getting to meet him. And then um, it, probably meeting Chris Claremont was really cool. Um, we stood in line for... Actually, we didn't stand on line that long, considering no, how long that line was. Not at all. Um, and we, we went up. Andrew was standing there holding my stuff because I wanted a picture with him. I got him to sign this really nice copy of an omnibus, kind of, of Days of Future Past and similar comics. And he signed it. He was so friendly. I mean, just had such a good time talking to us. And then um, as we were about to walk away, Andrew mentions that he's really enjoying Chris Claremont's Nightcrawler that's... Um, happening right now and he just lit up he was so happy to have that question or, or to have that comment oh and I was mentioning that he had the cameo in D Days of Future Past right. and so we chatted about the fact that they made him shave his beard well they didn't make him they just sat him down in makeup and the next thing he knew his chin was bald so he was a little <laughs> upset um, so uh, but then we, we mentioned Nightcrawler and he, he looks at Andrew he goes what's your favorite part and Andrew went because uh, he was just not expecting that question no, at all, not, just not totally all. on the spot. And I went, oh, definitely the BAMPs. And then he got all excited. He's like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to bring them back, and we're going to bring back the Red Pirates. And Oh, my gosh, it was so fun. He was just so happy to talk to us. And even the picture, which we'll put up later, of me and him, he's just beaming. He's just the nicest guy. Yeah, and I, this is the second opportunity I've had to meet uh, Chris Claremont, and both times have been just, just wonderful uh, experiences. Um, he's a real... Really interesting guy, very reasonable, you know. Um, if you ask him to sign something, you know, he's pretty, pretty willing to to, to do it. And, and it wasn't. He he did charge, but it was minimal. I mean, I w considering how much he's done with Marvel, I would almost expect him to be, you know, to do panels and to do signings and be expensive, you know. But it's it really wasn't. Yeah. And he was just in artist alley, just sitting there smiling, happy yeah. to meet his fans. Yeah, he, he, he's one that's been doing that lately. He's been doing that. Michael Golden's been doing that, although Michael Golden actually is an artist. Mike Mignola has done that a few times lately. Uh, I know at New York last year we walked past Mike Mignola, and he was just sitting in Artist Alley alone, which was slightly disappointing. Aww. And, and, he, and him, he was another, uh, a really, another really nice guy. Michael Golden was at this one, right? Yes, he I was. I thought I walked by his, yes. uh, his booth. So what else? I know you've got at least one more. One more major highlight. Yeah, well, that was Saturday. So on Saturday, I I really was kind of up in the air whether I wanted to um, meet John Rhys Davies. And then I, I, I am the type of person that ahead of time, I really don't get excited about things. I plan for them. I know that I will enjoy them. But when I actually get going, when I'm in the middle of something, that's when I really start to get excited. And um, and so we're walking around, and I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to meet John Rhys Davies. So um, we went and got the ticket to for the photo op. The next this was Friday um, for the photo op on Saturday, and then I, I absolutely got to meet him. The nicest guy. I mean, absolutely so sweet. I'm, I walked up to him, and he gives me this big hug, kind of side hug, and then. Um, he turns to the camera on me and he says, take your time. It was so cute. And then he just has this great, the picture was awesome. He has this great smile, super happy to meet his fans. Of course, I was only number five in line, so <laughs> I'm sure that later on he was a little more tired. But um, at that moment, he was still really happy to see all of us. Just And yeah, I, I, I waited until after I left the photo booth to squeal, but it was pretty cool. Oh, and oh no, I, and I still missed one. So it was towards the end of Saturday, and we're just walking around, and um, 
Andrew and I were joined by a couple of Andrew's friends from um, growing up. So there were four of us walking around, and I, I don't even remember why I wandered away from you guys, but I wandered away, and then I was on my way back, and I bumped into Patrick Rothfuss, just walking along. Doop -de -doop -de -doop, Did you down. physically bump into him? No. I didn't actually crash into him. But he was right there in front of me, and I, I just... For a second, I just froze, and then I thought, if I don't say anything, then I'm going to really regret this. So I just said, you're Patrick Rothfuss. And he just kind of looked at me with his deer in the headlights, looked like, yes. And I said, well, I, I'm a big fan of your work. And he goes, oh, thank you. And then I just kind of walked away because <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I had no idea. And uh, so that was fun. And then I kind of went and told everyone that I knew, but most of them didn't know who he was. So no, for I those of you I that don't know, know he is. wrote The Name of the Wind. Uh, books and they're really really good. I'm a big fan. Nice. Obviously, because I think that my voice went up like three octaves right there. Yeah, it was just cool because he was just derping. Well, not derping along, but he was <laughs> walking along, oh, just walking man. along all by himself down the aisle, it's just like a normal person. It was so cool. He's <laughs> derping along. Oh, good grief! I'm gonna get so much hate. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, that was just, I, I don't know, like that whole, this is a normal person, and he's just walking through the convention. I mean, he was obviously there for panels, and he did a big signing and um, that kind of thing. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, it, he was not a normal person at the convention. He was definitely there as a, a special guest, but right. it was just so cool to see him. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying I had a really good time here, and Phoenix was a very, very enjoyable convention, and... Uh, especially being from the area originally, I will definitely be making my, my way back here. Well, not yearly, but certainly periodically. However, I was I had uh, a few disappointments in uh, in this convention, the biggest of which being um, a, a significant part of my reason for coming uh, out out here was to get Nathan Fillion to sign a Firefly poster that I had I've been getting the cast to sign. You've and, been doing this for a long time, actually. Yeah. I, actually, it started with PhoenixCon in 2011. I got um, Adam Baldwin to sign the poster, and it's gone from there. So, you know, we get in Saturday. Uh, we're only here for two days because uh, we need to get back. Uh, Tracy's got class, and I have to return to, return to my exile in Georgia. So uh, we get in Saturday, about 11 o'clock. It's about an hour after the convention opens. And no kidding... We walk over to take a look at the line, and the line for Nathan Fillion is already capped. It's already full. And he wasn't. He was and not signing it, until yeah, one o'clock. It's two hours before. I have yeah. never. I shouldn't say never. There is only one other time I have ever seen a line do this, and that was for Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson at New York Comic Con, who was only signing for an, for half an hour, and it was a free signing. So I was just obviously disappointed. I was more blown away and just. Moderately confused by what was going on. Well, and the other thing, too, is that Nathan Fillion, um, as, of course, being very popular with um, not only Firefly fans, but also Castle fans. And Dr. Horrible. And Dr. Horrible. And um, <clears throat> actually, oddly enough, Desperate Housewives, because he was on there for like half of a season as a gynecologist. It was creepy. I tried to watch it. It was I couldn't actually do it. it was awesome. I'm wondering if he was really doing that more for A, for a paycheck, and B, just for a, kind of a prank. That actually fits his character very well. I'm sure that it was the former, probably also the latter. I mean, the whole time you could tell he's he's goofing off, like he's really enjoying himself. But at the same time, like I couldn't watch that. My point being that he did raise his prices on um, signing and stuff, and still the line was crazy. 
So that was a disappointment. But yeah, we did well, get to, you know, ogle him from afar, so that was helpful. Yeah, well, I, I don't know that he actually he actually raised the prices. They raised them on the website. He may have had the prices set there the whole time. Oh, and they mistakenly put the wrong one up. Either mistakenly put them up there or until some, some part of the deal was finalized. Because, like, like, Elijah Dushku didn't come. I know you were disappointed about that. That was... a. Fortunately, I had made my peace with that before we got to Comic-Con, but yeah, that was a huge disappointment. I would have loved to meet her. But, but um, Although preferably not she with did, a head cold. She didn't come because of uh, shoot, shooting requirements for, for whatever she's working on at the moment. So Nathan Fillion, yeah, especially with shoot, shooting a, a, a TV show regularly, mm-hmm. he, may have, he may have not been 100% certain he could, have, he could come. And then once that was finalized... Right, yeah, it so just... it, it may not have actually gotten locked in until just before the convention. We're recording this on Sunday, and he's actually there today, but we have to fly out of Phoenix, so... Yeah, right about the time he starts signing is right about the time we need to be getting on an airplane. Yeah, sadly. So, that's unfortunate, but... I mean, at but... the same time, I, I probably would have made a fool of myself in front of him, too, so... That's I mean, okay. I'd have taken off. pictures. I'm sure you would have. Such a brat. Um... But see, my, my experience with Patrick Rothfuss, that would have been 5,000 times worse. Or better. Hmm? Or better, you know, whichever. Or better. Better for you, not better for me. Also possibly better for Nathan Fillion. He could have had fun with it. You never know. <laughs> I would have just been so confused. Like, I'm already stuck, and then he's joking around, and then I yeah. don't know how to respond. My brain tends to turn off when... and. I pride myself on being a pretty pragmatic person most of the time. It doesn't seem to work when I meet people that I really, really like that don't know me. Right. Like I said, I mean, there were some there were some really good parts of the convention for me. Um, I got to actually picked up some some really cool stuff. Um, I got uh, my, my very first uh, my very first statue here. So I probably started down the road of uh, doom and horrible, horrible things. Uh, I got a Mar uh, a Mara Jade. Uh, vinyl statue. That was really nice. Yeah, that's very very nice. I also got there's a woman there who makes figures out of bits of metal, pieces of bike chain, things like that. And so I got a xenomorph uh, from Aliens that she had made, uh, and I'm a huge Alien Aliens fan. So that's really cool. I'm I've already been trying to figure out where I'm going to put him. Uh, and I also got the full set of. Um, the existing full set of Ghostbusters uh, Funko Pops uh, with Include, the giant, marsh, the giant uh, Stay Puffed. And I, I'm just thoroughly amused by his size because he's probably three to four times the size of the others. But he's still the same Funko Pop shape and he's got that, he's got that little grin. And so, and, and so another nice thing was uh, we ran into someone I had met uh, several years ago at New York, or not New York, at Phoenix, um, who is uh, just getting, starting to really make a name for himself in the comic industry. A guy by the name of Kyle Stevens. Um, really nice guy. He's done, um, he's got a new comic series out, just on issue two right now. And uh, it looks to be pretty interesting. It's about um, Greek mythology uh, set in the future. I think it's unbound. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely have a link to it in the... Or down below. Yeah, we'll definitely throw a link in the in the show notes here. Yeah, it was good to see him. It was really nice to see him his work going well. He started off he started off with a series called um, Trapped in a K, which is about somebody who's basically infected with the the zombie plague and is um is still aware of what's going on. So it's it's from their perspective they're kind of trapped in their own body, 
as they're a zombie and they're aware of what's going on. So that's kind of interesting. You also found uh, some kind of a post-apocalyptic... Uh, I can't say this. Post-apocalyptic. Thank you. Um, book that is set in Phoenix. Yeah, that looks to be really good. It, it's a little... It, it's kind of different, obviously. You know, small, small press kind of deal. It looks a lot like um, something you might find in heavy metal, uh, which, which should be interesting. And we got to meet the author, too, which was really cool. Yeah, he was very nice. So I'm trying to think what else we had going on here. Um, let me think. There was some... Um, we went running around uh, looking for the Princess Leia statue, which ended up being gone, which was very sad. Yeah, that was another another mild disappointment for me. Uh, Although I feel a... fairly certain that I've seen that statue before. Oh, I'm sure we can find it somewhere. So I'm not. Li- that's why I'm not. I'm not heartbroken over it. This is not a unique piece. Um, yeah, but I certainly would like to like to get my hands on that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, we, we've mentioned having disappointments here a couple times. You know, and, and I you know, want to really emphasize again that this was a really good show, in fact. Overall, I mean, we yeah. had such a good time. And just, I mean, running was, around, there it was, was so... It was well-run, well well-managed. They had something something that was a little bit different. They had um, different forms of volunteers. They yes. had They had actual staff members. They had gen- your general volunteers. And then they had a separate group of volunteers in kind of a, in a red shirt... Yeah, red shirting. I just got that. Um, <laughs> we're 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 on cold meds. It's cool. No volunteers in red shirts doing uh, line management only. So they had people who were very specifically instructed on how to do it, and they did a great job. They really did. The other thing I was going to mention is the food. The food yeah. at uh, that, that's actually one of the uh, one of the one of the benefits of Phoenix is there's an actual legit food court with food that. Is priced at a reasonable price. Yes, and um, tastes good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, typically, when we go to convention, the what the worst that I've been to so far has been um, Awesome Con, and I don't know that it's the it's that's a new convention that we've said before. That's the second year that that convention's been around, so they they don't know that well. They had a few food trucks within the convention center, and then they had a couple of small little kiosks off to the side that people, not everyone at the convention, knew about. So we were able to have fairly short lines, but the amount of food and the types of food were very limited. I mean, you could get a pretzel or a hot dog, and that was basically about it. Here at Phoenix, you could choose between pizza, you could have Thai food, you could have, um, we got subs, um, you could have just about uh, anything you wanted. I think there was a salad bar. Yeah, they, it was, I mean, it, yeah, it's really convenient. Like There were food trucks outside. There was junk food upstairs. You could get ice cream. You could get, uh, well, outside there was the shaved ice, but then inside you could get giant, people were walking around with giant ice cream cones. Yeah. um, And the nice ones, like the hand scoop stuff. Um, There was a funnel cake kind of area. There were uh, candied almonds downstairs. There was so much food available, which was so nice. But yeah, um, it was a fun convention. And overall, the experience was just, there was lots to see. There was so much to see. Yeah, a lot, lot to see, a lot to do. Yeah, only being there for two days, we kind of crammed as much in as we could. A third day would have been nice, but um, it just kind of wasn't in the cards for us. So I think, I mean, my final thoughts on, on, on the convention certainly are, you know, doing it again. Um, I had a good time. It was very worth the trip out. I mean, yeah, 
you have to be able to say that when you travel as far as we did, all the way from the East Coast, the very edge of the East Coast, all the way out to Phoenix. Um, if, if the convention isn't worth the trip, then basically, all in all, um, you, you've missed out. And it was absolutely worth the whole trip, just the convention by itself. And then also, we, you know, this is, as he's mentioned, Andrew's hometown. So we got to run around, see, um, you know, stuff, eat, eat really good food out at night because he knew where all the good restaurants were and that kind of thing. So... Um, that was just basically icing on the cake. So it's about time we wrap things up. Yes. So, and we have a ton of stuff that we're into. We do. Because we just went to a convention and stuff. We do. Um, for me, I am going to read the Mouse Guard book that I just got, even though it's technically for my nephew, but he's only two, so he can't read it yet. Um, I got a ton of free books. There's one by Naomi Novik that kind of stands out to me. It's the first in a series, and then um, I'm... Hopefully the next one will be out next June, so I'll be able to get, probably wrap this up right about the time that I get to see that. Um, we got to meet a bunch of authors uh, that we... They were really nice, actually. All of the authors that were signing were very, very friendly. Michael Kern, who's written some Star Wars stuff, that kind of thing. So I got a whole stack of random free books, and then um, I got that big omnibus of uh, Days of Future Past, but it's got so much, so many comics that I haven't actually read so I'm going to be deep into that. And then um, I still have Lock and Key, which I was supposed to read on the plane ride here. And probably, yeah, I really definitely didn't. Um, so I get to wrap up Lock and Key number two. Yeah. So I have, I finished Dune, which is a, uh, a personal triumph for me. Because like I mentioned in the last podcast, I have literally uh, attempted to read that book about a dozen times. Um, and I finally finished it. I actually finished it the night the last podcast uh, went up. So there was that. Let's see, headlock. Um, I just started reading a book called Super Boys, which is both a personal history of um, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, uh, as well as a, a, a history of, of Superman. That should be interesting. Having been in Georgia for six weeks and going back down, uh, I picked up all of my back issued comics. So I've got a stack of probably about 50 or 60 books that I need to catch up on. So we'll be loading all of the uh, the ones with digital copies in. I'll be loading on those into my comiXology and uh, catching up on those first. And then uh, when I get home from my return trip to Georgia, I'll, uh, I'll be catching up on the actual, uh, the ones that aren't digital. And then I've also got a few uh, a few graphic novels I'm, I'm working on. Uh, I'll be doing... Um, uh, Black Science, uh, Sex Criminals. I, f I picked up the the first volume of the the complete work, the complete um, X Factor series, which combines the first two trades plus another the Madrox mini series. So I'll be uh, I'll be working on those. Um, Peter David is fantastic, and I want to read more of his work. Did you ever read the Last Saga trade? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. I also read that in issues. Oh, that's right. I forgot that you got the regular issues, too. Yep. Yeah, so thank you for listening, as always. All right, so if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, head on over to iTunes, check us out, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. Uh, you can also go over to thereforeigeek.com and take a look at uh, my articles and Tracy's editorials. Uh, as well, recently, we've had some really uh, fantastic guest uh, guest writers 
and we will have more coming up in the near future. Uh, also, you can take a look at some of our Comic-Con photos uh, at facebook.com slash thereforeigeek or on Twitter at thereforeigeek. So be sure to check it out. All right. So once again, I'm Andrew. And I'm Tracy. And you have been listening to Random Thought Generator.